The Monthly Devotions of Holy Mother Church with Father Shannon Collins. The month of April is dedicated both to the Holy Eucharist and to the Holy Ghost. In this talk, Father seeks to inflame our love for Jesus in the Most Blessed Sacrament. In this month of April, we have devotion to the Most Holy Eucharist, the Most Blessed of all sacraments. And so let's consider that great mystery of our faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, he writes the following, quote, This do ye, as often as you shall drink, for the commemoration of me, for as often as you shall eat this bread and drink the chalice, you shall show the death of the Lord until he comes. Dachau is a small city of about 25,000 people in Bavaria, not far from Munich in the southern part of Germany. A notorious concentration camp for so-called enemies of the state was built there by the Nazi government in the year 1933, the year Hitler took control. A number of authors have written stories about Catholic priests imprisoned there, stories of priests living, dying, and surviving in Dachau is very sobering. It makes one think of the depths to which human beings can sink. Descriptions of the brutality of the place, the starvation, the cold, the slave labor, the beatings and executions, the thefts and the murders that were commonplace, even everyday occurrences. Between 1939 and 1945, nearly 3,000 Catholic priests were interned at Dachau, and more than a third perished. A special feature of life in the concentration camp of Dachau was the decision coming from Berlin as a result of the request of the German bishops and the Holy See that the priests be allowed to have a chapel with an altar and tabernacle. And as a result, Block 26 of the prison was set aside as a Catholic chapel. Through the talent of many of the priests, the chapel was decorated and made an island of beauty in the midst of a supreme ugliness and despair. So from December 1941 until liberation in April of 1945, the priests had Mass every day. And they had the Blessed Sacrament reserved in the tabernacle made by one of the inmates. As the months went by, vestments, chalices, and so forth were sent to them and allowed into the camp. Thus, the chapel became a sacred place of prayer to sustain the priests in the midst of the suffering and brutality imposed on them 
by the godless Nazi system. The holy sacrifice of the mass and the most blessed sacrament gave strength to the priest to face each day with confidence in God's mercy and providence. The priests of Dachau established a Catholic community, a Catholic community composed of men from 20 different countries and nationalities, all united in brothers in Christ. They exercised a very faithful and fruitful apostolate, among other inmates, bringing them communion, hearing their confessions, baptizing converts, and administering extreme unction and last rites to the dying. Now the wonder of the Holy Priesthood and the wonder of the most blessed of all sacraments, to ponder this especially when we consider this month of April, the month of the Holy Eucharist. Even in various prisons, concentration camps, in the darkest of places, the mystery of the sacrifice of Calvary is represented in an unbloody manner and the fruits of redemption are spread. Was there ever an office, a function so divine as being a priest of God? Priests exercise a power that is so extensive that even the good Lord has bound himself to obey the words of a priest, to come down upon the altar at the words of consecration, to absolve the sins of penitence with the words of absolution being recited by a priest. In a special way, our dearest Lord spoke to me and to the priests gathered in the sanctuary when we offer Mass personally, when he stated, do this in memory of me. In this month of April, this month in honor of the Holy Eucharist, may the membership of Holy Church honor with special devotion the Most Holy Sacrament and the Sacred Priesthood. May the priests, all priests, recall to mind that blessed moment in which they received power so wonderful and even infinite. May the priests make use of this tremendous power with much devotion and fervor that at the last day, those priests, we priests, may be included in that number of those priests whom Jesus shall praise before the whole of mankind, because they will have duly venerated the mysteries of a sacred body and most precious blood. We know that just a few years ago in Paris, the roof and spire of the Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris became engulfed in flames. For more than 12 hours, the fire burned and devoured the giant timber roof and sealing of the structure. Many feared the worst, especially with the most blessed sacrament present, as well as priceless instruments and relics of the passion of Christ. But it is said that a good priest, a good priest, the chaplain of the fire brigade of Paris, rushed straight for the blessed sacrament chapel and rescued the Eucharistic Lord, as well as saving a number of relics including the actual crown of thorns worn by Christ on Good Friday and brought to France by King St. Louis IX. As one observer stated, Father Fournier, the 
chaplain of the Paris Fire Brigade. Father Fournier is an absolute hero. He showed no fear at all as he made straight for the Blessed Sacrament and the relics inside the cathedral and made sure they were saved. He deals with life and death every day and shows no fear, unquote. When Father Fournier or any Catholic priest pronounces those words of consecration, the word incarnate for the sake of our redemption is made present upon the altar. The priest then sees the Eucharistic Lord under the veil of a sacrament. The Eucharistic King is unable to move. He seems confined and so limited. He has further condescended. He has humbled himself even more than ever. Even more than even the incarnation. For not only is his divinity hidden in the Blessed Sacrament, but also his sacred humanity is hidden. He is vulnerable in the Eucharistic species, even more dependent and needy than when he was an infant at Mary's breast. He has become for us a prisoner of love locked behind doors. He perpetually dwells on death row, representing his saving death daily upon the altar. How he longs for visitors to visit him in the cell of the tabernacle. How he requires assistance to escape from the confines of the cell should fires rage around him. In a sense, our dearest Lord is still entombed or perpetually in prison for us. As a great French priest and lover of the Holy Eucharist, St. Peter Julian Aynard, once stated, quote, It is in the Holy Eucharist that Jesus is really entombed. He remains there not just for three days, but for all time. And we are the ones he asks to guard him. He is our prisoner of love. The corporal covers him like a shroud. The lamp burns before his altar as before the place of the dead. Around him reigns the silence of death, unquote. Some of the most beautiful of Eucharistic prayers mention this pious notion that Jesus is a divine prisoner of love in the most blessed sacrament. Consider a line from a prayer written by a holy man of old. Quote, O Jesus, divine prisoner of love, when I consider your love and how you empty yourself for me, my senses deaden. You hide your inconceivable majesty and lower yourself to miserable me, unquote. And consider once again an observation made by St. Peter Julian Amard. Quote, Jesus is there as a prisoner of the tabernacle, in his risen state, yet in a condition of even greater voluntary humiliation than in his earthly life. He is not present as a person with civil rights, but appears as a mere object, hidden and insignificant. The priests of Dachau concentration camp experienced the hardships of imprisonment, as well as the tomb of death. And yet our Lord was with them as a prisoner of love in the tabernacle and placed upon the burial shroud of the corporal at each mass. And our Lord perpetually willed 
this imprisonment. It was his will that his excessive goodness and love would conquer the excessive perversity of men. It is true that at the time of his passion, many would reject him. They did cry out, away with him, away with him, crucify him. And yet he surrenders himself. He allows himself to be held captive in the midst of them so that he may never part from them. He could easily be at liberty in an instant. Yet he remains in prison so that we might be captivated by his very captivity. That we might be captivated by his captivity. Our Eucharistic Lord will not leave, although we do not deserve his captivating presence. He wishes by a perpetual sacrifice to place himself between God and the crimes of men as a lasting victim of propitiation. The mob calls for his crucifixion, yet he seems unable to separate himself from them. He only will approach close enough to them when they shall have eaten his sacred flesh and drank his most precious blood. Some of those who shed his very blood would soon drink it as converts. He stays a captive, for he wishes to be the nourishment of their souls. Such are the aims of his love in this mystery of the Holy Eucharist. To abide forever with men, to sacrifice himself continually for them, to unite himself to them as their food, so as to transform them into him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. The Fatima Center operates solely on donations. Please consider making a contribution to this worthy apostolate, trusting that God, who is never outdone in generosity, will reward you. To contact us, please call 1-800-263-8160 or visit our website, www.fatima.org. And we encourage you to share this presentation with others. Blessed Imelda Lambertini, pray for us. St. Tarsisius, pray for us. Amen.